All right, welcome back. It's uh, nice to have you back. Glad you're sticking with this program. I don't know how anybody listens, to be honest, but hey, I really appreciate it. So, that being said, we've got a great episode, 5D Awakening Consciousness on deck. Just had to make a little announcement. I lost access to my Vimeo. They have completely and utterly taken me off. They said, we don't want nothing to do with you on this platform, even though you're paying we're kicking you out. So I'm looking for a way to host the videos that were on Patreon. There is still all the content of the hidden podcasts and the extra hour of some of those podcasts. You have access to my full library of PDFs. So this is the only commercial I do. And you're not going to hear any more commercials during this interview. And I'm only doing it to give you the update because people that might join Patreon are like, where's the links? Why are these links dead? I want you to know it's only a dollar. It really does help support what I'm doing here. And uh, we'll see how long Patreon will host me. We might have to, that's the other thing. It's like, why, why spend all this time investing in something that's going to kick you out? So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But for the meantime, you can still contribute. You can still get access to a lot of the content. And like I said, I'm still planning on putting it back up there but I'm going to go with a video provider that's not going to kick me out, okay? So, enjoy the episode. You are enlightened. But I didn't never, I never went to sleep, so it's like, oh, good, this is perfect. I can just get it out of the way instead of like waiting two more hours. Nice. Because our time like changed, this. our times just changed here, so I don't know if you uh, realize that, but we we we, we wackily change the the time every six months here. <laughs> they don't do that here in Thailand. So when I first realized that the time was off and I was missing all of my Dzogchen meetings with my llamas. I was like, what's going on? Like, how is time changing? But I don't know. So that really caught me off guard that they don't do that here. It's just bizarre. It's an American thing that they supposedly had done for the farmers before, um, you know, all the technology we have today. But I don't know the science behind it. But recently, at least the Senate has just passed a bill to get rid of it. So who knows? There's all of these conspiracy memes going on. How the global elite can control time and they can use it to 
open portals and create like, you know, the rabbit hole goes deep with this topic. But I've always talked about living time free without any like clocks in your house or without wearing a watch. And, you know, just like how I live here in my meditation retreat house, I took all the batteries out of all the clocks here. And I stopped the time at 11.11 for all the clocks. And the only time I ever see the clock is if I'm taking out my iPhone. And even then I tried not to make a, an effort to see the time. So I live in this sort of free flowing state of naturalness. And I recommend other people to try this as well. Well, I'd love to try it, but uh, <laughs> my life necessitates a, me looking at the clock for the work and all that, you know, schedules and traveling. And but I'd love to live timeless like you. Are, are you doing anything besides the 5D Great Awakening stuff for money? Hmm, that's a good question. Because uh, I was going to ask you this too, because my my daily grind, I guess, has changed quite a bit over the past three years. Um, if it wasn't for my Instagram and Patreon and Twitter and Squarespace all getting deleted and censored, you know, during the Great Purge. So if that didn't happen, I would be able to sustain myself from just my shop alone, from awakening5d.co. And, you know, I sell like my posters and t-shirts of uh, things that I've designed, including the Great Awakening map. So that income has drastically declined. And what I tried to do to make up for it was start trading crypto. And then that's why I asked you like a year ago, maybe not a year ago, it was like six months ago, I asked you, do you own any Shiba? Because at that time, Shiba was going to the moon and I was on board with that before it rose. So I was like making so much money from Shiba Inu. And then all of a sudden, due to like, you know how things happen, there's like bad news. It's called FUD in the crypto community. Bad news comes out about a coin and then everything crashes. And then you're just like, dude, I was just like living so good. And now I have to like think about making money again. And it's oh, distracting <laughs> in practice, like back to the matrix, back to finding money, back to designing, graphic design, whatever, you know. So that was my like past half year. And it's just been, it's just been bonkers, man. The crypto market is, is bizarre. So you and, got in uh, that, you were in that coin early, but you didn't get out. Exactly. Because, wow. you know, I'm just, I'm not a newbie, but I'm like between a newbie and an intermediate kind of person with crypto. And I just, I just didn't know what to do. You know, it was like one of those moments in your life where you're just like, you just don't know what to do. And yeah. you don't know the future and everything's going good. And then the next morning you look at your portfolio and it's like all gone and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I put everything into this and mm -hmm. Sorry to hear it's that. just one of the things. But no, you know, that's what's interesting about just, I think about this constantly now with the, let me do an introduction real quick. Um, so hold that thought. Um, welcome back. This is, you are the all time. Hold on, let me start over. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast excellent guest tonight all-time guest 
list. Yes, thank you. T- tops to top. Got a couple people at two and three. There's one guy at four. That's Schizotopia. But, Very nice. Uh, you're, uh, this will be your fifth. You're like the Alec Baldwin of uh, Float Universe podcast because he's the, oh the champion of Saturday Night Live appearances. <laughs> so this is your fifth appearance. I had, uh, yeah, I had two podcasts that I did this month with uh, one was with the Matrix Assassin Girls. And then there was another more obscure one called Pod Songs. So those will be releasing probably this week or, uh, or sooner. So people can look out for those. As for my personal podcast, the Art House 5D podcast, I haven't done an episode for over maybe like, I don't know, nine months. I keep checking. Because it's one of those things where I just didn't have anything to say to the world. And I was just so like... I'm like that all the time. Like, what am I going to contribute, you know, by opening my mouth? And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to listen to the world. And I'm just going to shut my mouth for this year. And whatever happens, happens. And then, I'm, you know, I'll come on. Here I am talking to you. So hopefully I can update. Or maybe you can update me on what's been going I, on. I guess so. That, that, well, that was, yeah. Or in your dreams or in your float tank or whatever. I so a, lot, a, a lot to talk about then if you've, that been, if you've been that disconnected. So welcome 5D Awakening Consciousness, champ. Um, welcome back. I didn't really give you a, a great intro, but I guess people got that intro of us talking about time, which is... I think pretty cool because I think if you're listening to this episode at the, the fifth time, you we, we already know who you are, the poster, the, the Great Awakening. Um, it's been quite I'm a listening. few years uh, since uh, we've been podcasting, and people always say that uh, you are their favorite episode. So again, welcome back. Thanks for coming on with such short notice. Although we've kind of pecked at you a little bit for a couple months. Every once in a while, I'll say let's do one, and it's like okay, maybe soon. <laughs> You know how it is. Like if oh, you yeah. get me on really good timing, like like today, I was just sitting in a coffee shop, and then you message me at the perfect time. And in my mind, I'm thinking that you're sleeping, but for some reason, you're awake. And then you said, "Let's do a podcast." And I said, in my mind, I'm thinking, "This better be like today." And then you were like so open for it, and I was like, "Let's do it." So that's yeah. the best way. I realize I have to be. I realize I, I, you know, I've screwed up a few times where I've had a tiger by the tail, and I either didn't hit record. Like there was this whole thing I went into with this magic uh, twelve. Um, this whole it was like an account that was kind of like uh, Q, but it was oh majestic twelve, yeah, the majestic twelve. And good. well, I talked to him for like an hour and a half one day, like right when my dad died too. So I was like going just going through so much, and I had this tiger by the tail, and I was following the story, and I was really digging deep. And this guy gave me everything in this conversation, and then after that, I found a whole bunch of shit on. Um, 4chan about just how much of a LARP it is and just it's probably fake and I just kept digging and I'm like some of these people I talk to I want to interview either I either like I said I have a tiger by the tail and I screw it up somehow I don't hit record or or I don't follow up like like with you it's like okay you know when somebody says let's do it you just got to do it then because they might not even be alive to do it and that's happened before in the past too I've had two people over the course of the pandemic kill themselves you know mean people that I was going to interview so you're right. When uh, I, w- I was up, it was two thirty in the morning. I, I, I sometimes I pass out really early, and I just wake up in the middle of the night, and I can't sleep, and I'll just mess around with the phone. And there you were. So yeah, thanks for uh, getting this done. So what has been like the most bizarre thing that you've encountered or seen on the interwebs this past year, or since our last 
convo, I guess. Well, I looked at our last conversation and it was about a year ago, probably a little over a year ago. And let's see, so much has happened. You've had, let's start in like a January of 2021. You got January 6th, right? Were you, were you around for January 6th? Did you see that? Or were you, were you already in your cave? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I see everything that goes on. It's not like I'm disconnected from reality for like five right. months. But in my mind, I'm thinking that I am, but I'm really not, you know? So it's one of those funny things that when you live in meditation retreat, it's not really like a a super like cloistered retreat where, you know, somebody brings me food every day because I, I can't I do anything. It's not like that. It's like I take care of myself and I live alone in solitude. But right, but I don't know time. how you dig into the, these narratives and what the, what the media is putting out. You're not, you're not exposed to Western media directly like we are because you're on the other side of the planet, right? Still, you're still over there. What are you Well, it's now? like I'm on Telegram and Instagram and I get everything that I need just from that. And if you turn on the news here in Thailand, all you're going to see is like COVID death counts or who many, how many people got infected in this city today. And it's just like so... It's so extreme, like the, the fonts they use are like really big letters and they use the color red and try to make it all like emergency scary. And if you walk around the city, like nothing's really going on. It's really, it's just the news blowing it out of proportion every day. And you see people lining up in like hundreds and hundreds of people lining up for free vaccines. And then like like Thai people, anything, anything they hear or see from the United States, they think it's good. So it's like, oh, brand name vaccines. I'm going to. I went four times, you know, however many. Uh, that's bad. So they like think like brand name American goods are like something that everybody should inject. And oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just it's how it is in Asian countries. They're just obsessed with brand names. and uh, Yeah, that's true. American stuff. So they don't think about it. They don't know the things that we know. But, um, you know, it's kind of hard to, to talk about because like, I've had maybe three or four family members who have actually passed away. And I don't know how to talk to my family about it because it's like... From the vaccine really, or from coronavirus? That's the thing. Like, is it from the virus? Is it from just a cold? Is it from just a fever? Is it from the vaccine? Who knows, man? It's like, I don't know how to talk to my family about it. And I don't even know if I'm right. So it's just like, I don't well, know. I had the opposite. Well, I, I know what happened here with my dad, which was these CDC set up the protocols for these hospitals where if you were unlucky enough to trust medicals, uh, doctors and the medical profession and the, and the hospitals in general, like we're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to trust these things, these institutions. Well, if you were unlucky enough to catch the flu, catch pneumonia over the past two years, I, I figured out the whole scam. You go to the hospital, they are incentivized, meaning they, Government's paying them extra for COVID positive results and COVID people in the ICU to administer remdesivir, a very expensive experimental medicine that is actually killing people because it's shutting down their kidneys, which isn't processing the fluid, which is backing up in their lungs. So what I think has happened is a few things. You've got a bioengineered um, out of the Ukraine, shipped into China, released in Wuhan. Uh, uh, we're the bad guys in America, by the way, with this war that's going on. And it's, and it's about to be revealed to, revealed to the world for the people that aren't aware of it already. Um, so that's one part. I think they had a bioweapon that was a dud, right? They wanted to kill more people. It didn't happen. I really think that's what happened. That, that, you know, as much as uh, the elites and Satanists think they have 
dominion over this realm. God ultimately controls everything, right? So we can do all the things we want to do in this world, but the universe always finds a way to kind of counterbalance itself because it's infinite. And no matter how uh, a smart and elite person is, which I think they get dumber, the more drunken power they get. And that's another thing. But so you've got this bioweapon, which was a dud, ultimately. And it, it, it did kill some people. I think it was an advanced uh, form of the flu or pneumonia, which could be easily countered with things were already available. Hydroxychloroquine, which Trump said in March of 2020. And then also the, the real magic bullet, which has been ivermectin, which is a um, Nobel Prize winning for humans, super safe, cheap, effective medicine, which could have ended it as soon as it started. That was the point. The point is they wanted to shut down the elections, get rid of Trump at all costs, and then start to really go forward with their lockdowns and their totalitarian march towards uh, the new world order. But I think that's falling apart, right? As much as I'm saying all these things. But okay, so you've got this- Always good to think that it's falling apart because the more that we have the same type of mindset, the more those timelines unfold. So you've got this bioweapon, which is a dud. And then the really, the way that they're killing people was, it was what I said from the beginning, which I was proven right, which was a statistical hoax via fudging the numbers uh, with a false positive test, a test that's faulty and classifies everything under the sun as COVID, regular flu, regular pneumonia. And then you've got, uh, like I said, they're incentivized. They want to get you in there and get the numbers up and keep people locked down. And so my dad got caught, unfortunately, in that. And I was in a position where my, my, not only was my dad and my mom super sick with this stuff and not getting any medicine, getting laughed at, but I had my hands and, and feet buried in the float center and the, commie, the commies over there that masks and vaccines. And I, I ultimately got fired, I think, because of my political leanings towards the end of 20. One uh, 2020, 2021, and these fucking backstabbers that I helped and ultimately put me in a corner and they ousted me. So that's why I'm not at the float center because of politics, because I came in too many times saying Ellen is in Guantanamo Bay, stuff like that, you know, somewhat crazy stuff that can't be verified. But nonetheless, I still believe a lot of the stuff that I talked about over the course of the early pandemic was true. And I still believe like the Great Awakening is happening and all these things, but I, I have lost and a lot of faith in some of the things on your poster. I'm not trying to knock the poster, but like David Wilcock, like what a disappointment that guy's been. I don't know how you feel about any of these things, but does your opinion was, ever uh, did you does your opinion ever change on the some of the things on the poster? I was listening to David Wilcock's latest uh, video. And he was saying that his feelings about the great solar flash may have changed because he believes that it already occurred on uh, Proxima Centauri, which is the nearest star to our star because our systems are in a binary connection. So he's thinking that the great solar flash isn't going to happen here because he doesn't believe that it's going to destroy this world. But we never said that we believe it would destroy the world. We just believe that it would emit this hyperdimensional light that would help other people ascend quickly. And other prophecies have said the same thing. So who knows? We are just sort of putting it all together and piecing it all, all together. And we have to always remember that every researcher out there is, is just putting a piece of the puzzle together. And we have to really put it together ourselves and share what we like and what we believe in 
and help other people see like the big picture because you know David and some of those other researchers they've only been able to be uh, researched in a certain niche for their metaphysical you know sciences so like you and I we've seen like hyperdimensional realms and stuff but other researchers haven't so right. they don't have a whole big view of like the peace and the love that's always permeating how there's no fear needing to be involved and how angels can protect us from the pandemic and all of these things. Uh, you know, everybody has a, has a piece of the pie. Yeah, no, well, it's just, I got, I was so, I was such a big secret space program, like hyper supporter in the beginning for a long time out of always, but recently I'm thinking that space doesn't even exist, that we can't go beyond the firmament. I don't know. Do you, do you entertain flat earth ideas? I never did. And I've always just thought it was just a waste of, uh, of mental energy to just to even to, to, to go there. Because I think that in the end, even if, if it's true, it doesn't leave you feeling any better than, you know what I mean? It's like, well, the, well, the argument is with flat earth versus a globe, which is okay. The, the globalists are pushing the globe because it gives you this concept of you're just this lone spinning ball out in this void and you're basically insignificant and meaningless versus the glow. And when I say flat earth, there's a few different, obviously, thoughts, which it could be a realm. It could be a literally flat plane. It could be, you know, anything, but it's not a globe. That's a lot of flat earth. Like it's not literally flat. But so for me, I'm trying to reconcile like, okay, the Bible literally says the earth is flat with a firmament. Werner von Braun, Nazi space engineer brought over for nasa did our rocket program all that stuff he on his gravestone he's got the bible quote that talks about the firmament and so i'm like okay now there are certain there are certain facts like where did the two trillion dollars that rumsfeld was talking about on september 10th go now that's secret supposedly secret space program money where's the money going now my thought is this if the bible's true the earth is some kind of plane that is not a, a sphere or a spheroid basically not the scientific interpretation. If that's the case, then fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh man. You know what I mean? So, I've, Oh, so we're, the money. So, okay. Maybe the money is going underground and in, into these um, deep underground military bases. Maybe the satellites are hanging off the firmament. And, and what's really, what's really troublesome for me with the secret space program is where are you out? I guess you believe that the, the moon missions happened. I've over the past couple months, I've really gone deep in this. And for me, it's like we shot a rocket up there. They hung up in the lower earth orbit, like the shuttles do. That's as far as we can go. We can't get past the Van Allen radiation belts. And I saw this documentary called a funny thing happened halfway to the moon. And basically the, the, the shot of the, the earth that they're supposedly sending back to us, that's the shot from inside the capsule it's really just them shooting the window of the capsule from far far away inside the capsule so it's like an optical illusion because they couldn't really do it they're really just hovering over the earth like the shuttle did so i've been trying to reconcile okay maybe the earth is flat and if that's the case then there's no space and then where's this money going because the money is a real thing like the money's disappeared these trillions of dollars where does it go so that's where i've kind of been hung up lately I, i'm trying to be like always pursuing the truth even if it means destroying these edifices of like, oh, the secret space program, you know, like, I, I love that. I love these concepts. I want them to be real, but I also want the truth. Ever, ever since I had my awakening, it 
was through like health and secret space program. So from maybe over 12 years now, it's been since I saw my first glimpse into the truths that have been hidden from us on the moon and Mars. And when I saw all of these ancient structures and pyramids and, and man-made bases like littered throughout our solar system, then that just prompted me to realize that, you know, the moon missions did happen and the Stanley Kubrick um, fake moon landings did occur just in case the USSR beat us to the moon. We had to use the fake moon footage that Stanley Kubrick created, you know, for NASA so that we could post that on the news instead and, and, and lie that we actually went to the moon before the USSR. So that's what I've always known from listening to other space, uh, secret space program researchers. I've always had this belief that we did go to the moon and we also did make fake footage that Stanley Kubrick helped produce with his million dollar cameras given to him by NASA. Yeah. And, and then the, the trillions of dollars that you're talking about I've always put it together that this money went into creating the deep underground bases, not only on Earth, but on the moon and on Mars and creating all of these black project aerospace company, uh, black budget programs. You have to realize that all of this money goes to aerospace companies. And some of them are big name companies like Skunk Works and Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. Um, these are just some common names people may know. So these companies take this money and then they build these spaceships in space or they right. build these weapons. And then um, they, they actually go to other planets and they actually build other bases on other planets. And then they use human slave labor um, that, that are from not only from earth, but they're actually grown in space. So like generations of humans have already lived on Mars since the forties, the fifties. And, uh, and they, they just keep, having babies and using these as slaves to, to engineer um, the secret space program infrastructure throughout the solar system. So for me, like my mind is already that the humans have passed the Van Allen bells, all of that stuff. Cause there's just so many stories from whistleblowers that I've listened to over the past, you know, I've already told you how many years. So that's where I, yeah, no, I, I'm kind of I used to be the same way and I'm kind of still there because it leaves the possibility for the secret space program to be real, which is, OK, how to reconcile this stuff where it's like this moon landing is not kosher. This is not working out for me. This is fake. Something's not right. It's just a smell test. It's wrong. And so, OK, I'm like, I used to have this theory just like you. OK, we went, but not only do we have to have it as a backup footage in case we couldn't do it for the Russians, but we couldn't show what we actually did because we encountered what we didn't think we, we you know we counter encountered something beyond what we could show to the public which were like the thing is like okay i looked at those i look at the doctor pictures of the moon differently now because it's like okay yes they could be hiding the crystal castles and the domes on the moon with all the photoshop and all that other shit or they could just be hiding all the stanley kubrick stuff like all the the the, the way the, the screen is exactly. lit or the lights right hiding the set for hiding stuff on the moon but i have I cannot find like what is your best proof for somebody who's skeptical like your best not just like your best proof that's been presented in the mainstream not something you're going to find on a bit shoot video hidden deeply in the search but what's your best proof for somebody who's skeptical about the secret space program hmm. they would have to they would have to okay obviously nobody's going to point a telescope and look at the moon for hours okay and find 
basis. But if you're that good, then then by all means, try that. But most people can't do that. Most people- I've seen those videos. The, those I do believe in those videos. I've seen all kinds of movement videos on the moon with people with amateur telescopes. So I do agree with that. Okay. Most people don't have money to buy night vision goggles, which are like anywhere from like, you know, $4,000 to $10,000. So like there's like these second generation, third generation, fourth generation night vision goggles that you can find and buy. And you can literally go out at night and see the sky full of craft. And some of these craft are UFO craft and some of them are military craft. And that's one way to prove to yourself that there's a lot of activity going on in space. And if you research and look at pictures from Richard Hoagland's uh, research, his research was the first time that I got to see glimpses of photos of these artifacts on the moon and Mars. And you know, you have a lot of people like Billy Carson who are like Mars artifact finders and they go through all these photos of Mars and they find all of these artifacts. I mean, that's one way you can try to like get yourself up to speed on like what's really going out on there in space. If it's, if it's real or are they just making this stuff? Um, you have to piece the whole puzzle together yourself because this is like a very vast topic and there's so many opinions going on and, and some people don't even think the earth is uh, round. So there's a lot of like mixture of different ideas going on when you research this stuff. So you have to keep that in mind and you just have to have fun. You just have to go as much as your, you know, as much as your mind is craving this type of information, just keep looking into it and see where it takes you because what you find and what I find after 10 years is always gonna be a different, uh, a different compilation of beliefs and theories. Yeah. You know, my, my issue is like, okay, we went to the moon and I got the whole thing with why we couldn't show it in the technology, but it's like, okay, we lost all the data and the tapes. We can't recreate the technology, which, which was basically lead uh, aluminum pipes and tinfoil for those rovers <laughs> and landers. And we've got high definition cameras. We can't even send a high definition, like a lander to the moon just to do it like the Chinese did. But if you saw their their whole thing, that looked fake as, I mean, that's the fakest shit I've ever seen in my life, which is the, the Chinese landers landing on the moon. So it may, again, if we can't do it in 2020, 2021, and if we're doing it and it, it still looks fake, like, okay, do you think Elon actually sent that car up, the Tesla and the rocket? Do you think that was real? I have no idea. I still don't know what to, what to think about that. It's just so bizarre. <laughs> then there was like a photo of like the rat climbing Yes, on yes, the rat on the rocket engine. I have no idea. <laughs> I would hope that you would tell me all the answers. Well, I can tell you this. I've seen with my own two eyes, unless they were holograms, but I've seen in real life living here on the Space Coast, all those rockets go up and down. And, and when I say down, I mean, yes, landing the rockets. I was there when he landed those two rockets uh, successfully. I saw with my own two eyes. So I can confirm that they are actually like this is as far as my confirmation can go. Like, I'd love to be able to go on a rock and say, yes, the earth is round or it's flat or it's you can't go far enough to see if it actually is round or flat because it's a dome or it's there's some radiation belts got you trapped. But I can confirm 100 percent. I've stood on the beach probably 10 miles away and watched the rockets go off. So I know they're shooting rockets off. But, you know, the funny thing is they always take this arc and you can see the arc. It's like, OK, they go into this low earth orbit and they stay there. That's that's as far as they could go with Skylab. It's as far as they could go with Apollo. All these things, they lie. It's just like, why can't we go back? Uh, I, that's the that's the problem for me. And and I saw I saw a video the other day. It's like the 
the space station isn't even real. It's a it's a modified U two spy plane that looks like the. So that's what that way you can look up in the sky and sometimes you can say, oh, there's the International Space Station. No, it's a spy plane. But again, I don't know. I I like my experience as my truths, and and I I can't confirm or deny. The only thing I can confirm with aliens is my DMT experiences and my psychedelic experiences. But I've never had any sober physical contact with any kind of non-human right because you know at night i uh i enjoy going out and laying under the stars because here where i live you know there's a little bit of light very little light pollution so i could literally go and lay out next to the lake at night and i can see the whole entire sky just you can even see the milky way uh you know the milky way streak so for me living in la that was rare but here living in thailand I have the opportunity to sit under the stars every night by myself and just take in the beauty of the galaxy. And I practice CE5, which is close encounters of the fifth kind. Um, I don't practice it in terms of like, I turn on the, the sound tones and you know get into the meditation uh, procedure, but I do, I do lay there at night and I look at the sky, I sky watch and I see so many bizarre things going on. So like every night I'll see the same type of light where it's just like this orb that just gets really bright and then it just disappears. And sometimes you'll see like these really bright camera flashes like go off in the sky, but these are like way, 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 way high, 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 high. And, you know, you could argue and say, oh, you know, it's just a solar panel of a satellite flying by and you're just seeing the reflection of the sun, or it's just, you know, this and that or whatever. But I've seen it enough where I realized that they, these are like craft, but you know, it's hard to discern whether they're military, whether they're ET or whether it's space junk. But um, the more that you skywatch, the more that you start to realize that there's a lot of activity going on up in the sky. And there's a lot of things that don't show up on the satellite app where you can see like, you know, what's space junk, what's satellite, what's whatever. So when you have your app open, you can see, okay, is this a satellite going by? Is it a whatever planet? You know, I have all of that stuff already crossed off. So I'm just saying, you know, if people want to go out at night and make the effort to contact extraterrestrial beings telepathically or see their craft appear in the sky, you can do this. And most people are just so lazy. They don't want to do it or they don't believe it or they don't have time. Or whatever. I, think, I think it's a little so, bit of, of all of that because yeah. I, I can confirm that two years ago at a certain point my vibration was so high that yes i could almost walk on water i was writing letters to people and they would smell like flowers and they would read it all kinds of weird like um city like magical powers like that you couldn't control but were just happening as a byproduct of your high vibration and yes i think you're laying there at night and you are because of the byproduct of your work and vibration and just spiritual state of being that's what that's the stations you're tuned to, to, uh, to. whereas right now i'm tuned into Six 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 point six 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 Demon Station. I'm in Demon World, <laughs> so I don't you know, I see a lot do, of that. I would do Buddhist prayers to the sky at night, and there's this one prayer where you say the name of the Rainbow Body Master. His name is Guru Rinpoche, Padmasambhava. So I would sing, you know, Guru Rinpoche songs to the sky, and you know, I would have lights appear, like really strong flashes of light would appear or there would be a shooting star going by very slowly or there would be like that orb thing i told you about where it's just there's just a star that gets really bright and then it disappears so you can just 
argue, oh, it's just coincidence. You know, you just happen to be singing at this at the right time. But no, this is like a recurring thing. And, you know, I don't really think much about it. I don't take pictures of it with my iPhone and post it to my story feed. I don't tell anybody about this. I don't write it down in my UFO CE5 notes like I used to, field journal. Um, it's just a personal thing that I, I enjoy and I don't really care to share it because who's going to believe me? And who wants to watch a blurry photo of a, of a little dot of light on my phone shaking around for five minutes? Yeah, it ruins so it. You never, like, can, you never can get it, so why bother? Nobody's going to care, right? But I did have somebody send me a really, really good UFO video um, this month. And people used to send me UFO videos a lot, but I just don't think that um, I've been posting enough about UFOs for people to send me videos. But anyways, I had this one guy who lives in, I want to say Florida. And he showed me this video from his phone. And there was this, this spiral of light emanating in the sky. And then there's a, there was a probe that came down from the light maybe two or three probes and they started to like oh i don't even remember what they were doing but it was to the point where okay there's a ship in the sky and there's other ships coming out of it and they're doing some swirly thing and then they disappear and that was one of the best you know ufo videos a follower has ever sent me but i was hesitant to post it because when you post that stuff then you get stuff like you just have people following you like that you don't want so I just decided not to show it right now, but maybe I'll come back to it and, and show it. Oh, you don't but want the was, UFO that, schizos to follow you? <laughs> the MI5. What do you call it? <laughs> MJ12. <laughs> yes. So anyways, I, was, I wanted to say something. Uh, uh, it, it took me by surprise that you mentioned that your father recently passed. So I just wanted to do a quick... Um, a quick prayer for him to wish him good passage to the pure lands. And it's a simple prayer. And it's, uh, Oh, mommy, day, watery. Oh, mommy, day, watery. Oh, mommy, day, watery. And this is a Vajrayana prayer that helps him find his way to the pure lands known as Sukhavarti and also known as Shambhala, Shangrila, Dewa Chen. So that's just uh, a little a plug for your dad. Thank you. I appreciate it. And likewise to anybody that you've lost, I, you said the same thing and that's terrible. And you've had, I guess you've had a really hard year too then, huh? 2021. It hasn't been hard. It's just been like, I mean, I, I live alone in meditation retreat. So, you know, for me, it's, everything's good. But if you talk to people around the world, people are like really in fear. Like my mom and dad live in, uh, in Southern California and who knows how many vaccines they've probably had three or four. And they're pretty afraid because a lot of their friends have passed away. So to them, it's like a really real thing. You couldn't talk. Me, you couldn't talk your parents out of it. They, I've been trying to tell them not to get the flu shot for like ten years, man. So, yeah. what? What? You know. Well, I well, you know, my dad may be here if 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 I would have told him to get it, but at the same time, that may have killed him also. And then I would have said, oh man, I got I, the shot that I told him to get is the one that killed him. So, right. you know, I just trust that God, God's plan for everybody. Yeah. It's, it's their time when it's their time and my, mine included, whenever that may be. Everybody's timeline is different. So what you're pulling into your timeline, you have to be careful not to pull in other people's timelines, for example. Um, where I'm living right now, you know, it feels like paradise and heaven and something that I've always built 
my life to to find this solitude and just practicing dharma but you know you talk to other people and they're just like living in fear or they're living in a war country or they're just you know they could just be a really rich person who just lost all their money there's just so many different forms of samsara well that's the thing yeah man there's no protection even even with billions of dollars yeah you have to wish these people to have a good life and, and send them blessings at the same time you don't want to pull those timelines into your timeline thinking that your life is you know full of all of these um misfortunes that everybody's going through so there's a balance between you're right about that out there and then protecting your own your own self your timeline your own interests because you need to make sure that you are healed enough to help other beings i mean that's the whole point of being a bodhisattva is Dude. to make sure that attain enlightenment for the benefit of all beings not go around trying to change the world and then by the time that you die you have no time to practice the dharma and you're just going to be reborn not as a human as something that's suckier than that and you're just not going to be able to help beings for eons and, and stuff like that dude totally um ramdas says if you think you're enlightened spend a week with your family right this always comes around around thanksgiving christmas time i post that one well I know that I know that's true because before I lived at the floats and I had two years with my family, like really just like kind of like, I guess it was spiritual training. And then all that time I spent at the float center, blissed out, having a great time, serving myself, serving other people, learning a lot about serving other people and learning a lot about, you know, listening and understanding and holding space, blah, blah, blah. Well, then this whole thing collapses with my family and my job and I'm thrown back into the mix of it. And I'm like, I go back to that quote again. If you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. So that's, you know, that's people can run from their family. People can run from their lives. They try to, at least they can ignore things, but yeah, the real work is stepping up to the plate and getting the job done, growing where you're planted. And yeah, you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family, try a couple of years, you know, uh, try, try months and months of the worst time with your family. And that, is really the spiritual test because uh, I could run from it totally, but I choose to walk into it and you know do what I'm supposed. I do what do what I've basically been trained to do, basically, which is all that time I spent at the float center. Uh, so I, I envy you in a way because I'm trying so hard, and I think that's the law of attraction working against me. I'm trying so hard to find solitude that the exact opposite happens. I'm like, oh, there's always something and somebody that needs. TLC or attention, which is fine, but the uh, the secret is being a freelancer. The only way I could have this lifestyle and leave Los Angeles was because I was a freelance graphic designer. And when your house is your studio, you don't have to go to work every day. You don't have to drive through traffic. So being a freelance, whatever, a freelance photographer, like like you were in your past. Um, yeah, but it's just the whole thing about family that, duty, really. You know. Yeah, these are the types of jobs that give you that freedom to actually consider moving out or traveling or spending more time with family or whatever. So I think most people just get so caught up in samsara and the matrix and the nine to five rat race. They just forget that there's so many options of your career, how to make yourself free. You can have like a passive income, you can trade crypto. There's so many ways to make money in the crypto space, including NFTs. So, I mean, this are is you, the time. To are you into NFTs? Try to possible. I've been watching it for about six months. I only have one NFT 
and it's a Shiba Inu and NFT that was released. Um, but that's the only one I have so far. I've tried releasing the Great Awakening map as NFTs. Nobody has bought any because I haven't taken enough time to, to, make, the, uh, to make it appealing because I'm still learning how it all works. But I'm starting to figure out what to do. But uh, we'll see. You know, you're open-minded. Yeah, you're much more open-minded to it than I am. I think I look at cryptocurrency and I'm like, well, unless you can get in there early and, and, and hit and actually hit like you did, but you, you, then you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. And so that's been my issue with crypto. I'm always in too late and I don't have enough money to play big enough. So it's not worth my time. And I've always lost on crypto. So I let, I let that go. And then the NFTs came along. I'm like, oh my God, is this another thing I, I, I could get into right now where it's new and be like a, a multimillionaire? But then I'm like, no, wait a minute. I look at it. I'm like, this is a scam. This is a, a pyramid scheme within a pyramid scheme. I go, these people who are pushing their NFTs are making you buy their cryptocurrency to engage in the market. And I'm like, look at this shit. So I think unless you, again, like really smart, know what you're doing and can get in and out, it is a very risky endeavor. I think it's it cool, though. That I think it's cool for an artist. And I think it's a cool concept, but in terms of an investment and investors and people spending it, I think it's a scam by the globalists to get you out of hard currency, you know, like and to, and to kill the currency because you're when you take a, a hard dollar, which is kind of fake itself, but at least it's physically real. It, it, and then you buy crypto and the crypto just disappears. Your, your Bitcoin, your Doge fucking dies. That dollar is gone. Yeah, you can always come back like tenfold, though. So you have to always remember that's true, that. though. That's true. If you hold on to it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you watch the market, you, you'll learn like when the time to rise, it's going to come. So, I mean, just like Bitcoin right now, it's about ready to rise again because it's been going down for the past four months. So the, the next up is now. So I would in, encourage anybody who's yes, who okay. about freedom and financial, you know, freedom. This is the time to like think about it. And I mean, even NFTs, I mean, the art just usually sucks. But if you just do it if you just just learn how to do it how to trade how to buy maybe you'll get lucky i'm pretty sure some people will well i, I told mean, my friend i said look you, you okay so this is i told my friend a couple months ago because she has money i said if i had about if i had money like you had i'd take probably ten thousand dollars just go buy crypto right now i go because eventually it's probably going to hit a hundred thousand dollars eventually i go but there's going to be lots of dips i go you're gonna you're gonna have to hold it and it's sure enough she went and she didn't tell me she went and bought some crypto and I don't know what what happened to her with the money, but I kept watching the crypto just go down and 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 down. And I'm like, just I'm like, I didn't talk to her or anything, but I'm like, oh, I got it. I go, I hope she's holding. I hope she's not selling because it will go up. Um, but yeah, I've been telling people to buy crypto, and then it just fucking tanks. I mean, <laughs> I've also done the same thing on on some podcasts, but you know, it's just one of those years. You know, this is the time where it's going to bounce back up. So I mean. That's all we can say, you know. Everybody is saying the same thing. If you're trading crypto, it's either going to go down, it's going to go up. It's that's the big joke of it's, the conversation. Well, it's it's a, it's a giant question mark right now because uh, the debt, at least in this country, I don't know what's going on in your side of the uh, uh, corner of the world, but here you've got, I mean, 21% inflation. You've got record gas prices. Well, that's a worldwide thing with this war going on, and uh, just so you don't know if the dollar is going to hold up because it looks like. Russia and China are aligning closer and closer, and they're going to just skip the 
whole dollar to get. We're just going to get rid of the dollar eventually. So that's not so good anymore. The gold, gold, I think would be the best and silver. Silver is underappreciated. If I had millions of dollars and wanted to put it somewhere, I'm one of these people that would probably buy something like fucking uh, a hard, a metal, like a, a precious metal and just like put it somewhere because yeah, you're right. I, I, I still think you're right about Bitcoin, but still it's like, man, I think the Great Awakening is still happening, but it's like, good God, is it a rocky ride? Oh, obviously it's going to be rocky and it's going to be unpredictable. And that's the whole reason we live in samsara. It's because it's, it's unpredictable and it's impermanent. And everything that we try to latch onto, we lose. And that's what creates depression and sadness. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So that's why in my, in my life, I, I was just like, you know, when is it going to end? And then, oh, you know, the Buddhists, hey, they got it all figured out. And there's three types of Buddhism. You know, there's the beginner, the intermediate, and the advanced. So if you want the advanced path, then that may take you to rainbow body, or it may take you to just smaller rainbow body, which is not the large rainbow body, but it's still enlightenment. There's like different stages of enlightenment. And uh, I, I figured, okay, let's just go all the way to the best. I'll, I'll pick the best one, the best package. So that's why I'm studying Dzogchen. And that's why I decided to change my life and live as a Dzogchen yogi, because I figured if I'm going to escape samsara and, and walk the walk, then I have to practice this meditation and I have to practice Dharma and I have to do it now because there's no other time. Now is the only time, you know, you always hear that in, in spiritual teachings. Yeah. And the more that I distance myself from all the distractions of samsara, you know, the more that I'm able to live in this non-dual state of mind and awareness that many cities have, uh, or many siddhas have, you know, found for themselves. And I'm so far from that, but at least I'm on the same path that many of them have taken. And my goal right now is to travel. I wanna to travel to India and to Bhutan and to um, Bangladesh and Nepal. So these are my, my future goals that I'm trying really hard to save up my money and, and go without having to be, you know, the, the VAC. And yeah. my next, like, my next thing that I wanna do, I just, I just haven't had the, uh, you know, the universe hasn't given me the perfect synchronicities yet, but I'm holding on to. I think it's coming know, soon. My practice. And I just wanted to ask you, like, have you ever traveled to like, you know, the psychedelic cities, the cyberpunk type of cities like Tokyo and Hong Kong and, and, you know, Saigon. I used to live in Japan. Oh, we had this conversation, but I forgot yeah. to ask you like, were you fascinated with, had, had you had done psychedelics back then so that you could appreciate the cyberpunk nature of Tokyo and like the psychedelic nature that it is, the messiness, the lights? I hadn't done smell. it to the extent that I had done over the past few years, but I had done enough to understand um, kind of what you're saying. You know, yeah, honestly, I, I, I went to Tokyo because I got uh, turned on by Lost in Translation, the movie. So did I. And there was a chick that I was super, super into at the time. And she, it was like her dream to go to Japan. And I'm like, ooh, maybe if I 
like work hard and say, I'm going to go to Japan. Like she'll want to go with me or she'll be more into me. And ultimately I ended up going to Japan for some chick that never was into me ever, but it ended up being a great thing, obviously, because of, you know, life, that's what life does to you. But always, I'm always motivated by a chick and the chick dumps me or, or rejects me. And I still end up going through with whatever the mission is. So that's, it's happened to me about three or four times, but um, I loved my time in Japan. And apparently it's changed a lot since I was there. It was like 10 years ago but uh super psychedelic i agree yeah but a lot has changed though like the like akihabara the the electronics district it's not the same as it used to be i've heard a lot of that stuff is different and uh i i am not much of a traveler anymore so you want to travel i'm thinking about moving to russia the way our things are going that would be that would be i'm down with that man like because if there was anybody who I would not expect to be in a war right now. It would be, it would be Putin because we always thought that he was part of the Earth Alliance and BRICS, you know, these countries that were going to release free energy before the deep state could. And they were holding all of their secrets of the UFOs that they've captured. And well, that's what I wanted to talk about because I didn't know you how much you had followed this um, war story and the Ukraine harboring the deep state biolabs. Like, I don't know how much you've gotten into this stuff, but that's... Yeah, that's, that's true, but I also was into like the UFO aspect of it, like, okay, there's these two space arcs hidden below Ukraine and um, they're just trying to race to go and- Wait, so what's going on behind? I didn't know about that. Tell me about that. There, there, there are these like large UFO craft that are like as big as a city and they're all over the world. You know, some of them are in, one of them is in Brazil. Some of them are in Antarctica. Um, some of them are beneath the Bermuda Triangle off the shore, you know, off your, near your house. And then there's also one below Ukraine. And the, the gossip is that Putin is rushing in there to take command of this space arc before the deep state can get to it. And just like every other war that there is, it's always about securing the stargates or capturing this UFOs, ancient civilization or who knows, you know, it's always some type of like ET. The giants waking up the, the cryo frozen giants. Exactly. It's always <laughs> something. So I'm thinking, okay, if this story is true, it's a pretty good story. We'll see what happens. And then you have the biolab story that just came out, which is pretty good. I like that story. Really juicy. Lots to dig into. It's going to feel the memes and uh, you just got to hang on and enjoy the ride, man, because who knows what's going to happen. Um, I always thought that Putin was the good guy. So, you know, well, he's the, he, the he, he, back and forth with Trump. You know, I'm thinking like everything on the news is anti-Putin. So you have to say, OK, everything you see on the news, you have to flip. So, I mean, it's so obvious that the deep state doesn't want us to like Russia. So what do you do? You like Russia and you, and you realize, OK, well, that's the thing. Yes. Good, and the, the media, the corrupt media is trying to make us think the opposite. Well, it's that's the thing. The exactly. Exactly. So, I was. I was really frustrated with people recently who had just gone through two years of a pandemic and had had their eyes open to the way the deep state operates and how the celebrities come out and they, everybody gets behind a talking point and a narrative. And we've realized now, I mean, I've already known this, but these people that I'm talking about that have woken up supposedly, then when the whole Ukraine thing comes around, they immediately forget everything that they just went through and go right back into npc mode they get their ukraine flag up and they uh their, their virtue signaling from facebook instagram and twitter 
and it's nothing's been learned. So uh, and a lot of people, you slap them around a little bit. They say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just told you that Bill Gates and The Rock and uh, uh, Oprah, they're all bad guys. Uh, you, you, now they're good again? No. So um, that's been some of the frustration. People are like, why do you like Russia? I'm like, well, yeah, you talked about BRICS and the alliance. And I post these things and people laugh because they're so, you know, full of the narrative that they can't think that we're the bad guys. I'm, I got news for you. Anybody on the side of Germany is has been a loser the last two lord, wars. So it's not good to be on Germany's side, uh, historically speaking. But yes, that's the story. The story is this. This is the big story that's going on underground, which is biolabs in the Ukraine gave these gain-of-function viruses over to Wuhan, which were leaked there to blame the Chinese. We used to think, I used to think myself, not even thinking about bricks and all this, but just thinking, okay, like the communist Chinese are the real big problem. But maybe here's, here's a thought I had the other day. It's like, this is our embarrassment. Now we are being embarrassed by these other powers because of what we've done to them for years. And this is our, this is their payback when I say us, the United States of America, this is the other side of the globalist. I think it's a two-headed eagle and it's one God, which is Satan, which sees all of all of them. And I think Putin does have the moral high ground in terms of like the, the actual moral decline of Western civilization with all the stuff that you've been subjected to with, I'm not even going to get into it, but you know what I'm talking about. SJW woke stuff. Um, the woke military, stuff like that. Just an embarrassment. Afghanistan, an embarrassment. Embarrass us because I don't think uh, Biden's in control. You've had a whole year of nothing but fake White House uh, fucking on stage. Why can't they go in the Oval Office? Why is there a concrete wall in front of the White House? Why so many questions this past year? Uh, why does it look like they're filming in front of the Tyler Perry White House in, in Atlanta, Georgia? Why are there train tracks behind the White House? Like literally stuff like that has been going on all year long. So it's just it's a it's a, such a crazy time. And I and, and, and so I'm, I'm for Putin. I want him to go in there. We're the bad guys. I hate to admit it, but this is an embarrassment. We, we have been uh, uh, such a bully to the world that guess what? Unfortunately, I'm living through the time when it's payback for the rest of the world. And I think we're being embarrassed. I think the White Hats are in control. And unfortunately, uh, Hillary, Obama, the Bushes, all the, the synagogue of Satan, deep state cabal players, their time has come. And they are slowly being walked out and embarrassed on the global stage. And this is what you're seeing right now. The content you crave, man. <laughs> That's what this I've been able to listen to our podcast because we can't say this stuff on Instagram anymore. I'm so shadow banned. Like I've been at 271,000 followers for like a year. Yeah, like, everybody's got the problem gonna, right if, now. Yeah. If they're going to shadow ban and make it less obvious. But anyways... Um, every war is, is controlled by the deep state players. It's never about just Putin versus Ukraine. There's, there's deep state players pulling the strings and whatever you see on the news is never going to talk about this truth. So people who are just like throwing up the flags of Ukraine, not knowing anything that there's deep states in both countries duking it out. And Putin is trying to go in there and take out these deep state players that are controlled by the US and all of the other alliances that we've had, the deep state alliances. Soros. So, so yeah, we have to really 
keep teaching people that it's a deep state war and it's not the war that you see on TV by far. And we have to always just realize that, you know, all of these players involved, they're just samsaric beings. They're just these people who have not understood the concept of, you know, love and peace and meditation and compassion and mother earth love. These beings are people that we need to pray for and send love to healing blessings, whatever you want to think of white light. We have to think about these people as being um, as suffering. We have to realize that they're not healed. So they are trying to grasp at samsara. They're trying to, they're trying to create these world outcomes to benefit their own, their own needs, you know, their own craving, their greed, their lust, anger, jealousy. So, I mean, inner peace leads to world peace. And the only way we're going to ever figure this all out is when we get enough people caring about meditation and consciousness early on in their life so that by the time that they become world leaders, they don't have to make these decisions that, you know, involve quote-unquote war or displacing people or disrupting economies and you know the list goes on and on and on totally uh, that's the challenge for people like us is to try not to engage too much with the illusion and only uh, my my rule is to kind of only oh, go ahead you just have to remember that whatever is on the news if you just flip it 50 you know 50 50 you're going to start to see the truth because everything on the news is like hate Russia. And it's just so obvious, like who's, who is in control of the media and what they want you to believe. And it's just so sad that people fall for it so fast without even thinking once about the lives of people in Russia and Ukraine, the innocent people who are in this war that have no idea about the deep state players pulling on the strings and even secret space program factors that are involved with this stuff. So, I mean, you know, we share this stuff on our social media to try to awaken people, but sometimes it's not enough. People are just gonna watch the news because it's just this, this tranquilizer that makes them feel like they are participating in the world and doing the right thing because the TV told me to. And it's just this thing that involves the concept of ignorance. You know, in Buddhism, ignorance is the greatest evil because you think something is true, but it's not. And then with that false notion, you go and create wars or you, you, you root for the bad guys, you know, whatever, whatever everybody is doing now in the world. Just, it just seems like people are just too quick to believe the media and they haven't learned their lesson from the pandemic. And now they're just willing to throw it all away again for the next fear, the next um you know the next packaged fear that makes you yeah <laughs> well the, the, co you the, the covid narrative wasn't working anymore too many people had dispelled that uh uh myth and now we had to move on and also uh yeah putin putin ended the, the coronavirus like literally and also you had the pcr test change and then the cdc uh, changed the way it reported its data they had a statistical change and the, the numbers just changed overnight just like i said statistical hoax and you know what here's what people are really craving and this is why i think the media is doomed unless they start telling the truth um people are craving the truth because i'm giving about 90 percent truth i'd say if i'm not giving the truth is because either i'm reporting something that wasn't truthful which i think is truthful or i don't have the full picture and 
by virtue of that, you don't get the full truth. Um, so I try to be truthful as possible. And if I find out something was a lie or misled, or I, I didn't understand it right, I will totally, I have no shame, say I was wrong. I have no problem with that. I want to be on the side of truth. And it was very painful in the beginning when I was kind of with this account a couple of years ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was very neutral and just loving and everybody's great. And I wasn't trying to judge too many things, but when you get your push into a corner back against the wall and people making you ideologically choose one side of the line or the other, you have to choose. And so I, I chose to uh, choose the, the hill I've been fighting on. I haven't died on the hill yet, but I'm willing to die on this hill. The truth at all cost, even if, even if I have to look stupid and go back on something flip-flop, it's okay. But um, I realize now going forward, uh, especially this past year, people are, there's no truth. There's no truth anywhere. And when they people find it, they are just gobbling it up, even if it's half truths, because they've been lied to so much by virtue of the lies. And the, and the reason they lie is the elites are the furthest from us. They are at the top of the pyramid. Their feet are on the ground. And they don't have the pulse. It's They're far removed from what's really going on. They don't shop at Walmart. They don't know. So you've got people like me who are doing everything in their power uh, and small, even though we're banned and blocked and hidden in corners, the truth is seeping out. And it's just, enough, it's just going to hit a, 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 a critical point uh, where it just fucking explodes because there's just, the truth is just so much more powerful than the lies and the propaganda. And I've said before, if we were losing, the propaganda wouldn't be necessary. And so I think we're winning. I think we're winning. And the media is, the, if it wasn't for the media, they would, you wouldn't even know that you were losing because the media is a bullhorn for a very small minority of people trying to push their twisted, deranged ideology down your throat as fast as you'll take it. Absolutely, brother. The most amazing thing I've seen on, uh, on the news is the trucker convoy. And it's, it's been disrupting you know, the economies of the countries that they're protesting in. And I've just been so fascinated with that because it's actually working and they just, they can't stop it, you know, whatever they well, do. And they try to stop so, it and they reveal more about their, their sick intent, which is we're going to digitally cut you off from your livelihood in an instant because you donated $50 to these truckers. <laughs> exactly. And that's why crypto is becoming bigger than news because uh, they want to try to take money away from these truckers and protesters, but you know, everybody's going to put their money into crypto. They can't ban it. Even Russia is going to consider using crypto to go around the sanctions. So there's all of this money shuffle dance parade going on. And it's really fascinating to watch because it seems like, it seems like it's just going to go crash boom and everything is going to have to readjust and resettle. And, you know, when the mud settles, that's when you have clear water. Mm -hmm. And just like in meditation, you know, when you are still and in silence, that's when, you know, your thoughts become clear and you can think straight. And this, this is sort of an analogy for our world and we need to shake it up and then all the pieces will fall where it may. And we're going to see the truth for the first time. And people are just going to be like, just tripping out, bro. And it's going to be a great and glorious moment for humankind. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Q said that uh, gold would destroy the Fed. So we'll see. 
I'm still, I mean, the, the, the banking, the, the global elite banking scam, the Ponzi scheme that they've had us on for years is breaking down. And that's why they needed a war, which they didn't get with Hillary not being elected. Like Trump, ultimately, as much as people don't like him or whatever their opinion on him, I know a lot of people that have gotten off the Trump train because of the vaccines, and I'm one of them. Like, I'm still, I'm not happy with Trump about that. But I also understand that Trump's got a lot of other people you know, in his face with all these interests and he's a boomer himself and he maybe believe and believes in the vaccines. I don't know. I haven't been, I'm not happy with that, with the vaccines, but uh, how are you feeling these days about the Q movement and Trump and all that? I know that was a big part of your map as well. I've always been fascinated with Trump bringing peace to, you know, Israel and North Korea and whatever else, you know, the list goes on and all of these stories get buried by the mainstream media. So for him to have North Korea and Israel having peace deals. Um, this whole war thing that's going on right now, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just like. Well, it makes perfect sense when you realize the bankers need a war to uh, hide their Ponzi scheme. Absolutely. I mean, with Trump, we didn't have any types of problems like this because, you know, real things were going down and real, real people in the military were trying to, you know, do their thing, you know, do the right thing. But now we have to try to realize, you know, the world is going to go on and do its thing regardless of Trump being in power or not. So all the people who are in the know about all of these secrets of government, that's our job is to just keep digging and seeing, you know, what's the real story? Who's really in control? Well, that's another thing. I don't, I don't know if you followed the, the Q movement. I don't know how much you follow that still, but. Do you have you followed the story about Flynn over the past six months within the Q movement? Because you're not going to see it reported in the mainstream media, but that, that Flynn, Michael, General Michael Flynn is the key, the keystone to what Q talks about. And, and, and Flynn is an infiltrator. Flynn is not good. Flynn has grifted the audits. Flynn and all Flynn is like a uh, intel. Like he's a he's a, a skunk. He's a secret squirrel. Like Flynn is an intelligence officer. I don't know if you follow General Flynn or you know anything about that, uh, what, what's been going on. Have you followed any of that? This is stuff that I see flying around on Telegram. So yeah. I w- I'll, I'll know about it, but I don't go into it like, like you've just told me. But yeah, basically Flynn was this distraction for the Q movement and he kind of, it's like a COINTEL pro where they infiltrate movements that they've, I don't know, I don't even know if Q is a, a movement created by who at this point, you know, like, I don't, I, I followed it. I followed every corner I could into the Q stuff. I still believe the Intel is good. I just, all the grifters, all the people trying to um, shoot down the movement, um, the D- Dylan Wheeler, uh, the HBO documentary. Uh, and now General Flynn is the one that is the ultimate grifter, right? The ultimate one who has been in the middle of the Arizona audits in Maricopa County, just, uh, distraction and delaying and you're not getting, seeing any real results because he's working for the same deep state machine that is just trying to keep these people out. So I still think Q is a long-term project. I don't think you, I think you're going to see that Hillary arrest in about two years. I think that is a, some kind of quantum thing from, the, from beyond, not necessarily alien, not necessarily God, not necessarily a quantum computer. I don't know what it is. But I still believe that the intel, I've seen too much of it come true. And I still, I'm still seeing deltas from years ago um, that match up with this, with this stuff, like amazing. So I still believe, 
I still believe that nothing can stop what's coming. I still believe the Great Awakening is in full effect. We're in the uh, still the beginning stages, I believe. Um, the old guard is dying slowly. It's a controlled demolition. Where are you? Where are you at these days in terms of things that you can look around and say, yes, the Great Awakening is happening? It's always been happening for me, and I've always known that the world is going to be a better place. It's just you just have to shake it, you know, shake everything out and let it pieces fall where they may. And everybody is going to see the truth once, you know, the media collapses and more people on social media, you know, take arms and, and start posting memes to awaken people. The more people know, the more we can choose knowledge and peace over all of the corruption and lies that have been spoon fed to us from the corrupt mainstream media, you know, our entire lives. And some people still think the news is real stuff. And it's just really sad because these are the people who are getting, you know, getting shafted in life and they don't really see the spiritual nature of who they truly are because they've been watching this negative news their entire life. And they think that they're supposed to watch it. It's like, if you go into any house in Thailand, there's always a TV turned on to the news and it's always the same droning, you know, talking head talking about how many people died today and all of these negative energy draining stories. It's just so a waste of your life to even, to even turn it on for like one second. So people really need to realize how serious I am when I say kill your TV. And I wrote that on the Great Awakening map and people just like don't want to do it. They, they want to keep their TVs. And, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm telling them like, you really need to like get rid of your TV because there's no need for you to have that. If you want to have a spiritual life and attain light body and go to the pure lands or whatever you want to do, you know, I'm just saying that's just one path that I like. It's crazy. We've only had the TV for like, what, uh, less than a hundred years. And uh, like people, people forget that we used to live without the brainwash machine that spies on you. Not only does it brainwash you and entrain your brain, but it watches you and hears you and then gives you what you want. Uh, it sells you what you want. So I'm a big, I believe in that too. Um, my thing is you can have a TV, but have, it's like anything. If you can't control yourself, don't buy the alcohol. Don't buy the chocolate bar. Don't buy the TV. But if you can, maybe you can have a little snack in the refrigerator. Maybe you can have a TV on the wall if you can use it responsibly, if you can choose the programming correctly. But if you're just going to sit there and just be programmed, then yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, like if you watch the local free channels, you know, that's when you're really getting the bad stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, it's free for a reason. Obviously you can watch some good films or art films or whatever you, you love, but um, even the stuff on Netflix, I mean, it's all Hollywood propaganda. Control. Oh yeah. Netflix is always going to have, it's always going to have a gun in the movie. There's always going to be some like bad language. It's always going to be about death or jealousy or some negative emotional aspect of, of human condition. And it's to the point where it's just over and over and over again. And it's just like, these people are so just, just like no style. You know, if you watch art films and you study like film in, in university and then you go and see what's on Netflix, it's just like trash. Well, it's, so, it's yeah, it's pedophilia. And then telling me a bunch of Jews telling me that Christopher Columbus was a black guy. <laughs> that's what it, that's what Netflix is, is a bunch of inversions. It's like, okay. Christopher Columbus is a black guy now and you have to like it. 
you have to just like realize the deep state has no style, no class. They just, they just don't get it. And it's so obvious when you watch TV and you see the, the commercials and the programming that they create and even going so far as like what typefaces they choose and what music they use and what type of like filmic cinematic cuts they use. In the oh movies. yeah, and it's, there's no accidents, it's filmmaking. It's really, really low, low art. And people think it's, it's like a Hollywood film, you know, they got to spend money and go watch it and eat GMO popcorn. And there's this whole like ritual thing about it. It's just, this, it's really freaky, man. You know, speaking of the corn, I read something the other day that it's like, it was like the real key to the Q post was about corn. And it was about, and I don't, I don't know if I necessarily believe in this, but it was like the people that produce the Roundup, the GMO uh, stuff, they, they give the corn plants when you eat that, you've been eating it over time, and that's been made in alignment with the vaccines they're giving you. And there's kind of supposedly this synergy where if you've been eating corn-fed, uh, you know, soy or corn, I'm sorry, corn, ugh, corn products or, or chickens or cows that have been fed corn products, this specific GMO, um, and then you've taken the vaccine that they have a synergistic effect that'll kill you faster. Again, I'm, I, it was a, on a message oh, board you, you you're right on bro because on my great awakening map i have high fructose corn syrup hfcs and that is the weaponized food and that's in everything it's in candies and skittles yeah. and whatever soda it's in everything and that is the weaponized gmo corn and soy that is designed to destroy the human consciousness and the body and limit our age and all sorts of things. You know, it creates the right vibration where they can mind program you easier with chemtrails and the frequencies on the TV and all of that deep, dark rabbit hole stuff. So, I mean, what you're saying is, is right on. I mean, yeah. So even even that. with the even with the programming, what's interesting about the program? Okay, yeah, they're programming us, but at the end of the movies, the good guys always win in the end. I mean, ninety nine times out of a hundred, unless it's a Marvel movie, you know, Thanos. But uh, the good guys always win. So it's like, okay, people, I know you're black pilled. I know you're scared. I know that these things are yeah, things are going to happen in your life, and they're not going to be fun sometimes. But in the end, if you can stay in that place and ho hopefully be graced by God with some kind of uh, grace as well, but uh, that good wins and you're going to be all right. You're going to make it. It may look like the world's literally going to hell and going to World War Three on the TV, but look around outside. Is it that way outside? If you're, if there's not bombs going off and it, you know, it's like nice and pretty and stuff, you're, you're all right. You're going to make it. It's not necessarily going to be the worst case scenario for you. So I, I'm cozy. I'm, I know that the great awakening is happening and God has a way of balancing things out as much as you see negativity out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I don't worry about it. I mean, you know, my, my issue has always been this. I'm chilling. I'm not worried about what's going on, what's happening to me. I'm always uh, having to deal with the difficulties of other people. Other people are bringing me their pain, their suffering, their sorrow, their difficulties, and I'm having to help them through that. And that becomes my stressor in life, which is other people. I mean, you're doing the right thing. You're you're helping other beings, and with that, you're gaining good karma, which will benefit you in this life right. and future. And it's just this spiritual path that you've chosen, where people come to you, they just gravitate towards you for healing, and it's totally fine for you to 
to take your time out and and tend to these tend to the needs of these people and friends yeah. in your life. Well, that's and, why the content uh, hasn't been so. Um, I've been getting really consistent about it, but obviously, past couple of months have been pretty rough. And you know, yeah, you took some time off. How's that? Did that time off ultimately serve you in a way that you thought it would, or was there anything that uh, came out of that? Uh, ejection from normal life that uh, surprised you? You mean like moving away from California? I'm talking about the last, like the the last year, just kind of dialing out a little even deeper. It was the best decision because I really focused on, on meditation and practice. So, you know, I found like a really cool cave near my, near my house and all yogis who attain rainbow body, they always practice in a cave for some time of their life. So like I'm finding like these like sacred things from the Dharma that are showing up in my life. And I'm just like, wow, there's a cave mouth overhang. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to meditate as much as I can every day. And, uh, you know, I go home at night. I don't, I don't sleep there, but I, uh, I practice in this setting where other yogis and other great masters have always recommended. They always say, if you want to be enlightened, practice in the opening of a cave. And to find that here in Thailand, is just like, just tells me that everything that I need in my life, all you need to do, champ, is just make sure you have enough money for food. And that's it. You I like that, dude. Yes. As much as you want. You don't have to worry about anything else in your life. Just make sure that you can have enough money for food and make sure you have enough money to pay for taxes and, and travel, you know, to Bangkok and other countries. But the most important thing is have food every day because once you have food, then you can practice meditation. It doesn't matter where you are practicing meditation and practicing the Dharma. That's the most important thing for me in my life. And I've always had enough money for food. So that's not even a concern. And that's how you create a meditation retreat. Make sure your food is taken care of and then you can worry about just practicing how to practice every day the routine you know what you need is is just um the time to be in solitude and i have to worry about you know i I guess your karma allows that for you though because i have a theory that your your electromagnetic right and your signal is creating or attracting your karma and my theory is this at a certain point there is no karma there's very little and and i don't know if free will exists or not but there may be a choice to create karma or in your case dissipate what's left I feel like that's the, just hearing you. I feel like that's the stage you're in, which is maybe the karma in this life was to create the poster and whatever else you've done thus far. And yeah, maybe being presented with the option karmically with the cave. I'm not presented with that option. I'm stuck in the middle of the city here having to preach the gospel and get tomatoes thrown at me all the time and get blocked and banned and kicked in the face and people backstab me. But it's okay because I like it and enjoy it. So I get it. Like, this is my karma as much as I'd love to be alone and just like, just like you in your position. But I feel like I'm not quite there yet because my karma is just like, you've got more to do and we're going to, you know, and then you're at that point, like I see an enlightened person that's still on the earth who's fully realized is like a fan that's been clicked off, right? A normal person with their karma going is a fan that's just going and going and going and going. Uh, somebody who's enlightened and reached the, the state that perhaps you have, the fan has been clicked off and it appears that the fan is going, uh, the person is still there, but really the fan is just slowly dissipating. And at some point you may even have the choice to leave your body at will, which is what I believe is possible for very high levels of attainment. Um, 
would you think that's possible that you can leave your body at will and you not come, you know, like die on purpose? Absolutely. That's what a uh, highly realized, you know, lamas and yogis do at the time of death. They choose, they can choose a moment of death and they can either choose to um, manifest a rainbow body or they can just, they can just simply die and attain enlightenment at death. But their consciousness goes, you know, to the pure lands or higher dimensional realms, um, for example. But the fan analogy is, is true. Every time that you practice Dzogchen meditation, every time you slip into the non-dual state of mind, you click off the fan just for that moment. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's, a, it's based on practicing short moments many times throughout the day. So short moments of meditation, like, you know, one second, five seconds, repeated many times throughout the day like countless times, just as many times as you can remember, you just, you just go back into that non-dual state of mind, you know, the space between two thoughts. And the more you practice being aware of this space between two thoughts, the more that you start to click the fan off, you know, but once you forget to keep that awareness, the fan turns back on, but you totally. know, over the course of one day, you've clicked that fan off, maybe, you know, let's just say like a million times and that maybe equate to like, you know, let's just say six hours where the fan was off and you spent, let's say six hours awake. So half of your day, you were a Buddha. And maybe the next day you click off the fan a little bit more, you know, and, and fast forward to the day of your death. Maybe the fan has been off for several days. So now you are in that Buddhic state of mind. And now you have the chance to actually attain rainbow body. And this is how Dzogchen works. This is how the practice of Trekcho leads to Dzogchen, which is the natural great completion. It's a completion where you don't have to make any more effort to be enlightened. Non-effort leads to enlightenment, just like they teach in the Tao, non-doing, way wu way. So the enlightenment that I, I, I'm trying to teach everybody about is an enlightenment that deals with the mind being totally free of grasping no more craving, no more aversion, no more latching onto the distractions of samsara. In fact, samsara turns into nirvana at this moment. Every time that you slip into the non-dual state of mind, even if it's just for one second, like the yeah. space between two thoughts, that's already nirvana. Mm -hmm. But once you forget, you just become a samsaric being again. So Becoming enlightened isn't like this one moment where you reach this like peak of the mountain and all of a sudden there's this light that turns on above your head. Enlightenment is little moments every day, short moments, maybe one second at a time, two seconds at a time, short moments of enlightenment occurring many times throughout the day eventually becomes an entirety. And then you can see how people start to attain cities because like you said, the fan is off. The cities are possible because the cities only come, the supernatural abilities come when the fan is off mm -hmm. because there's no grasping, there's no, there's no fear, there's no negative emotions being created, there's no karma. Once there's no karma, then the cities are just naturally there because everything is always present. All the nature of enlightenment is always present, but it's not present to the dualistic mind that's constantly grabbing on to, to samsara because of all the distractions. So enlightenment is a process that people can attain every day, but how long you remain enlightened, that's up to you. How much you want to practice, how much you want to devote your life to Dharma 
and studying, you know. Yeah, that, well, that's why I love the float tank so much because I don't have access to a cave and it allowed me, and I'm, I know it's allowed me because I'm now almost seven months removed from floating because of what happened. And I haven't gone anywhere else. Um, I just, I just, you know, you do something for so long and after you get kicked out of it for a while, it's like, you don't even want to do it at all. You don't even care. And that's why I've been posting too much about floating is because you have, you have a bad breakup and you just don't even want to talk about the subject. I mean, that's, that's what happened to me in photography too. I, had t- I did 10 years of photography and I loved it. And it just ended really bad with the person I was with and they were a photographer too. And it was just like, I just, even to this day, I pick up a camera and it's just like, I just anger and frustration and just maybe something to work through. And sometimes like maybe something to just let go of altogether. But anyway, so yeah, man. Um, you know, that's how I feel about graphic design. <laughs> I was a graphic designer for, you know, over, over, who knows how long, like 14, 15 years, all the way since high school, you know, I was a freelancer and just working with clients while you're trying to have a spiritual awakening, it's just doesn't go together. And after many years, I've just like enough of this. I'm going to do everything in my life every day. That's meaningful to me. I'm not going to waste my life designing for people who just don't get it. And there's a point, you know, as as a designer where you you have to decide, like, am I going to just keep designing something that I don't truly love just to make money? Or there comes a point where you just decide, okay, I'm going to design something that I love 100%. Nobody's going to tell me anything how to change it or revise it, and I'm going to make money from it. And that's exactly the type of mindset I had to put myself into when I moved away from Los Angeles and just said, no more designing for clients just going to do everything that I need to do for myself. And that's how Instagram created um, the Great Awakening map. Nice. It, it, was be- it was because of that reason I decided to just create something with no intention of making money or no intention of designing for clients. I'm just going to make something for the universe. And that's when the magic happens. When you make that leap of faith, the universe says, ah, finally, he gets it. Now let's reward him. You know. So if anybody out there is doubting their jobs always make a leap of faith and and quit oh yeah and always make the leap of faith we'll yes. always catch you just have to make always that leap of faith. and you're going to make more money and you're going to have so much more fun than your your trash job that was just creating so much depression in your life so just trust the universe make sure that you are eating healthy that you're attracting these positive synchronicities into your life and then make that leap of faith you know quit the job and just travel or go to another country or another city what i had to do was move from orange county to los angeles which was a big move for me and that's what created the circumstances of magic and synchronicity coming into my life leading me each day to like new adventures meeting new people um you know meeting new clients and meeting new whatever and eventually you know you that's just important keep following that yeah boy. It, keeps, it just keeps snowballing you just the universe just keeps sending well, money. Your you're you're kind of, well, this is an interesting concept, which I've always known and I've never really talked about it too much. But so when you're in a pattern, the deeper you're in the pattern, the harder it is to break sometimes, but also the monotony of the pattern. There's not a lot of synchronicity. But once you start to break whatever pattern is, once you take the leap of faith and realize that you're the universe catching your, yourself, like you're not gonna let yourself fall. And if you are falling, it's to learn something that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. So when you're willing to make that step into your own arms, 
it uh, slowly inspires you through, yes, synchronicity, a change that can only be had through you breaking the cycle of that old thing. But uh, once you take that leap, you're going to get that next step in front of you through kind of, yeah, inspiration and synchronicity that wouldn't have happened otherwise, which will then lead to the next step because it's like, okay, I'm uninspired, I'm beat down, I'm depressed, my job sucks, blah, blah, blah. I know I should be doing something else, following my dreams, whatever. But what do I do? I, I want to live in where you're living. I want to do this, but that's like a million steps away. So what you got to do is you got to take that one step, trust the synchronicities, the flow, and your own internal uh, clock and direction system there to figure out what to do next. You'll, it'll, it'll happen. I don't even think you're piloting the thing. I think you're, aware, you're I think you're an infinite awareness watching your body go through a trip. So I don't even think you have control. That's my, uh, at this point, that's my verdict on free will. You don't have it. For, for anybody who wants to manifest a dream life, sometimes it's too magnificent for them to even yes. fathom. Yes, they can't even believe but it. The best thing to do is just find or think about the most exciting thing that you could do right now in this moment and then go do it. And for me, you know, that would be like going to the fridge and, and pulling out my jasmine tea and drinking it. So, and then after that's done, I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? And the most exciting thing I can think of is like going and taking a shower and just clearing myself out for the whole day. And then after that, I think, okay, what's the most exciting thing I can do right now? And maybe it's just go outside and just look at the stars and you just keep doing this pattern over and over and over. And then 10 years flies by. I'm, I'm in Thailand meditating in a cave and the rainbow body is in the distant future. You know, when I die, maybe when I'm a hundred years old. So that's, that's how I did it Yes. and yes. how it's working for me. And I don't see any other path that I would even want to consider because you could like study every single thing on the great awakening map and you could die before you even attain any state of enlightenment because there's just so many distractions in this world that you can choose to dedicate your time to just like talking about q and in the war and crypto all of these things are just draining us of energy and attention and distracting us from dharma and 100 okay let's Okay, let's pick the best thing on the map and go for it. Let's see, what is the best thing? Okay, let's see uh, light body. That's pretty cool. Okay, who's actually attaining the light body? Is it a legend or is it a real thing? It's a real thing. The Tibetan Buddhists are doing it all the time. So, okay, um, how do I do that? Okay, you have to practice this sort of meditation. You have, to, you have to dedicate your life to Dharma. And what is that? Oh, it's just, you know, good heart, good mind, peace, kindness to all beings, meditation, wisdom, prana, prajna. All of these things just naturally come when you follow your highest joy every moment, even if it's just opening the fridge and pulling out your favorite drink, just keep doing the most exciting thing you can think of every moment and reward yourself and love yourself. But I would also and add outside of the cycle, what you're normally used to doing, because I think that's part of it is breaking the cycle leads to new discoveries. It allows the universe to penetrate your cycle. I mean, you can, the universe is infinite, it can do it. If it wants, you can break your refrigerator, it can burn your house down, it forces you to leave. You're not going to be getting your cup of tea when your house is burning down because the universe has forced you outside of your cycle. So what I'm saying is actively, right. instead of waiting for the universe to give you a car accident, a death, a, a global virus, do something out of your normal pattern. I do that all the time because I'm an expert in this. I'm, I have, I have uh, been destroyed and risen from the ashes probably about seven times in my entire life 
and I'm, mm-hmm. talking, I'm talking about full careers and I'm, and, and only by knowing that if something ain't working out, this ain't my highest joy. I have, I have to leave or this hell, this hell cycle is only going to get worse until it forces you to leave because the universe is, is active. It's forcing you to grow. It wants you to grow. I believe at least. And sometimes it puts you through situations your ego might not like to turn up the heat or to get you to change. Like, okay, this sucks that I've got to go through a global pandemic, but I know so many people, so many like talk about sanctions in Russia, right? Sanctified. They took away all the porn and all the fast food. Oh, this is bad. No, they just sanctified. Yes, sanctions, they sanctified Russia. So what we got, we got, we got sanctified in 2020 when people couldn't go to the bars or couldn't, couldn't even go to church. Um, bullshit stuff like that. But you, you, you were forced to change your career because of the circumstances that you couldn't control, that the world was shut down for months on end and you couldn't do anything about it. Your old habits either had to evolve or die. I think one of the, one of the most powerful things that I learned when I moved to Los Angeles for the first time living alone was how to eat out by yourself. Like go to a new restaurant in a new city and sit there by yourself and, and have a wonderful meal. And that- And not that feel part, like a loser. No, <laughs> it has to be something that you embrace and you get, you get really good at it. And you start to enjoy the time with yourself to the point where you wouldn't even consider going with other people anymore. You just, you're just done with it. Let me you're ask you so this, do you, do, do you sit there? Yourself. Do you bring a book or do you just like stare at like the people, like the back of the heads eating in front in front of you? Like, what do you do? Like just stare at your food? Like what do you do when you eat alone? Every, every, every restaurant is an adventure. Like when I was living in LA, every single lunch was like the most exciting time because it would be like, okay, today let's go find a really fun sushi restaurant or today let's go have some really good vegan restaurant. And you know, when you eat vegan and vegetarian in LA, you go to these really hip communities and you meet a lot of really cool people and you see a lot of beautiful, amazing things. You know, I'm an artist and a photographer. So, you know, exploring LA and eating out every day by myself just made me find so many secrets of, of spirituality, metaphysics, and, and stumbling into metaphysical bookstores and meeting people who knew about this event and sharing this, you know, whatever book. There's just so many fascinating things that, that can happen to your life when you practice eating alone every day and making it an enjoyable experience. Because once you are comfortable in your own power, in your own solitude, that's when the miracles and the, and the synchronicities start to happen to you. Because you've already gotten rid of all of that junk in your life that makes you feel lonely or insecure or worried about how people are going to think about you. And once you master that, once you master being alone and just sitting there and being so okay with whatever people think of you you can i mean you can have your iphone out and just play on it all the all, the whole time that's that's totally fine well that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out are you like just sitting there like staring at your food alone eating in five minutes and leaving or are you sitting there for like an hour and anything just like thinking about life one bite at a time like what's anything this? you want whatever no, makes no, i want to i want to know i want to know what you're doing are you sitting there like just talking or to the waitress are you just looking at your food for an hour or are you like like me i would eat in like five minutes and i would be gone I'm just chilling there, enjoying the environment, the atmosphere, playing on my phone, and then whatever else, you know. Because if Sometimes, I could do that playing on my phone, because then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting on somebody. Then, oh, the chick is late. You know, I could just keep saying, oh, she canceled. I guess I'm just going to eat alone. 
<laughs> the point <laughs> of going out is that you're putting yourself in situations where synchronicities can happen. I know. Like you never know when you're going to find that one client that walks up to you and gives you like a, like a $10,000 project. Stuff like that happens, you know, or when you go to like nightclubs in LA, I used to graphic design for the best nightclubs in LA and Hollywood. So I would always go to these events where there's just a lot of beautiful people and you're meeting like really amazing friends that can change your life or who knows somebody who can help you get this and that and putting yourself out there and just letting the universe bombard you with yes. randomness, random synchronicity. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Availing yourself to randomness. That I was able to do. And that's what led me to who I am now. I mean, all of these Instagrams, 5D awakening consciousness, none of this would have happened if I didn't go out and learn how to eat by myself every day and enjoy doing it. And the energy that you give off when you go out in public, is changing the world. So somebody who is like healed in that aspect of not being shy and worried about what people think about them, um, I'm contributing to, you know, like the energy grid of LA. For sure, for sure. In, in, in that conscious aspect. And other people who do the same thing, they're just, just millions of light workers around LA doing the same thing, you know, millions of spiritually awakened people. And, I, uh, I literally think about that all the time when I'm driving around my little uh, county here in Florida, delivering medicine to the people. I see basically the whole <laughs> county in a day. And I'm like, you know what? This whole county rests on my shoulders of awareness as I drive through it and see the beauty and judge it good or bad, judge the people good or bad. I am the awareness of this county because I literally see the whole county every day. And I'm like, and I see people and I'm, I think about it like, uh, I saw something about how an awakened person has like the power of like 500,000 unawakened people or something like the, 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 the spiritual power of the light is considerable, even, even small, small amounts of it. And so I think about that, like me and you and people like us, people much higher in spiritual awakening, they are little uh, prongs on the globe if you will even if i don't believe it's a globe but we are all little sparks of light that are sustaining just enough light for the millions of uh darkness around us so we're we're you know we're providing light and and i always like the thing about like it doesn't cost anything to light a candle like the buddha you can like light a thousand candles with one candle stuff like that so i always think about that but yeah man going out and eating that you're right because when i sit there i'm like i don't i'm not i have no shame i don't care but i'm like what what kind of asshole is going to come in here for 5 minutes eat alone and leave so i am self conscious in that respect so i need to practice that i need to go in there and just sit there for like a half hour take my time eat it nice and slow and avail myself to higher levels of synchronicity always man we are tuning forks and Everywhere that we go, we are just resonating. I guess that's why I'm always attracting <laughs> assholes. <laughs> you will attract what you need at that time of for whatever reason. So always, always remember that. I mean, people who are spiritual thrill seekers, they they I do they forget that. they forget that they they're changing the world yeah. every moment that they're around other people, and that's the whole point of you know, learning spiritual information is that not only are we transforming ourselves, we're transforming the world instantaneously. And since our minds are all connected, you are literally, you know, turning up the, the volume on, on peace of this world. And any, any type of small um, action that we do, no matter how small it is, 
is beneficial for the enlightenment of the entire, oh, yeah. the entire oh, yeah. cosmos. I think about all the time, like, I'm like, oh, that, something like, oh, that little thing I did, that's no big deal. But then I read some story about like some girl. I read a story about something the other day. It was like some some kind thing some guy did to this little girl when she was a tiny little girl. And she never forgot her whole life. I'm like, oh, I'm like all this little insignificant bullshit I'm doing that I think is insignificant may lead somebody on a vector that changes their life for such an incredible way right but but for me like what if i encountered that person right and instead of being nice to them i was a prick or i was short or i didn't give him any time you know i didn't even have necessarily be mean to the person i just didn't give him any time any any love any awareness and that person because of my lack of awareness they went on a different vector so i think about all the time now like every little every transaction every single transaction be as kind as possible because you never know what that what vector that little transaction is going to send that person on or your life on. So I'm, I'm conscious of it. As much as I fall short of the glory, I am a practitioner. And I think that's why I'm in the field and you're in the cave. Like, I think you've got enough training where you can kind of just like max out in the chill zone as long as you really want to, as long as you're karmically bound by, if you believe that, whereas karmically I'm bound out here to be in the town corner running my mouth and getting tomatoes thrown at me but enjoying it like i like it so it's not like i am being pained about it my only pain comes from being censored and i can't scream louder um and i, and I think about the censorship sometimes like you know that's just god keeping me in check so i don't go crazy on this app or say something i don't mean when i'm on tilt you know because sometimes you get i don't know about you i get crazy on tilt with uh, i get upset or excited and i might start making stuff and then i get to the point where i, I turn on the phone and i'm banned because I said the wrong thing too fast or too oh loud. Oh my God. So funny, man. I love it. Content you crave. Oh yeah. Well, man, Hey, we're almost at uh, two hours here. That flew by so fast. I can't believe it. We would be starting now if it was on the original timeline. I'm, I'm always like, uh, I'm always thinking about traveling and that's what I wanted to talk to you about in this podcast. But I think that you already went over the places that you were able to go, you know, out of out of country. So um, my next goal is to try to visit, you know, some of the psychedelic aspects of India and um, Bangladesh and Nepal because these are very psychedelic cities and oh yeah, and country. And I'm You're just closer so, to it too. I can't wait to get to get in there and just and just smell it all and just behold it and and just and walk through this the busy streets at night. And, and get that DMT flashback, you know, that I haven't had for so long. Um, I get it sometimes in Bangkok, but I haven't been to Bangkok for a good, you know, more than maybe a year now. So, yeah, so, I, so I guess no floating and no psychedelic use in the past year. Uh, there's, I think I already told you this, but there's two float labs in Bangkok, but who knows what happened to them over the past three years mm -hmm. because everything was closed. So, you know. There'll be a time for everything. There's a time for well, that meditation. Was, yeah, yeah. For there's, a, there's a time for floating. Um, you just go, just go with whatever. Just like the Bible know, says, there's a time for everything. Joyful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the Tao says that too. The Tao says there's a time for rest. There's a time for action. And happiness, so, time know, for tears, all that. And I'll tell you, be careful what you I wish for, because sometimes you get it. And as much as I love living at that float center, and 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 I didn't get to control it to the extent I would have wanted to, but basically I got to do what I wanted to for two years and I could have done more, but also again, it was like, at what point 
are you putting yourself too far out there? Because I was a very public figure, putting out very crazy things and having, you know, business and money on the line. So I can also appreciate why I'm still not there. But like I said, it was a, something I wanted to do. Be careful what you wish for, because in the end, I wanted out so bad. It wasn't even funny. And I'm to the point now where it's like photography, it's like I'm trying to find my love for it. I want to do floating again because I just physically want to. I'm like, I, I need it. I know what that Epsom salt would do, that therapy, that weightlessness, that just quiet time with no phone and no bombardment of EM or 5G or anything else that's in there. So right um, that's my goal. My goal by the end of the year is to have a, a meme book out. To When I lost the account for three months, I said, this account is gone. Um, rest in peace. Maybe I'll put a book out now that, um, you know, because I still have all the memes and stuff, over 12,000 memes saved on other accounts, like I have backups on my hard drives, like float universe is like the space shuttle is triple redundancy. I'll never lose all the content ever. I'll just lose a major platform. And so that's my goal is to, to get a book done by the end of the year. So I guess in wrapping up, is there anything else you want to say? What are you working on? Any new projects, anywhere you want us to go, anything to check out? Um, please support me because uh, my Instagram being shadow banned, you know, it just really takes away from the people who can um, visit your store. So awakening5d.co, please support me and pick up a Great Awakening map or t-shirt or whatever you like. And that will really enable me to travel and live in meditation retreat um, around the world. And I will always update people with what I'm doing and where I am. So it's, it's a journey for everybody. And thank awesome. you for having me on Float uh, Universe. Of course, the man. Time. You're a big part of it. Like, I don't think of Float Universe, especially there was a certain point a couple of years ago where I had a bunch of people that I'm like, man, I got this network around the country. If I ever wanted to do anything, uh, I got a lot of interesting people in this world. We could even start a, 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 a station or something or a collective, but you definitely are part of that. And I appreciate your friendship over the past few years and the inspiration, the poster. I still have mine. I just don't have anywhere to put any of my artwork right now. I'm in a transitory phase myself. Uh, but one day I might have another private float center with all the wonderful art, especially that poster. Another thing I was thinking of doing, and I would recommend you, you do it as well, get on other platforms and just blast your content out there because I know it's discouraging at first when you have five followers and you're not getting, you're not even getting a like, but you will pick up traction fast. And especially once you get on like BitChute, I'm already getting going on there. Telegram, what's your Telegram, by the way? It's Awakening Consciousness 5D, but I don't ever open it up. Oh, so you're not posting on it? I won't talk to you if you message me. <laughs> gotcha. But, so you're not posting content for people to look at? After my Twitter got taken down, that took a lot of energy away from me because that Twitter was like, it was, it was good. And yeah. it was, it was so dumb for it to be taken down because I was posting mostly like Buddhist quotes and stuff. And every once in a while, you know, I'll post like a, a meme about 17 and yeah. then no, it's gone. Actually, you know, it wasn't even that it was, it was posting stuff about Trump and then that's when it was gone. Yeah, so it's just like the wrong thing the, about Trump, the AI algorithms or the deep state people involved with censorship. They don't realize that they're just destroying a part of themselves and holding onto the secrets of, uh, you know, of humanity, our birthright. So, yeah, you got throttled a lot last year, but yeah, well, I guess maybe it doesn't matter to you, but if you do, what I was going to do was, and I'm doing this for other content creators that are banned. Cause I'm just, I'm just teaming with all the banned people now. And I'm 
not only creating content on my platforms, especially like BitChute for myself, but compilations. What I was going to probably do is make a compilation of your 5D awakening stuff, make a video and put it out there because, you know, people see it. Oh, follow the link. And then, you know, maybe there's a sell there for you. But um, my whole, now that I've got my account back, I'm trying to migrate everybody from uh, Float Universe original Instagram account to other platforms which are safer. Like, I got to get as many people over to Telegram as possible. I've got to get as many people over to BitChute as possible. Uh, these legacy uh, deep state controlled and probably made like Facebook is friggin' uh, DARPA. Okay, so I'm trying to get away from these for sure government controlled legacy uh, platforms. And I'm, so now that I got my account back, you've still got your Instagram account. I would try. I would do my best to migrate those people off of there because yeah, it's it's like I almost want to shut down my account. They gave me uh, back because it's shadow banned too. It's like what's the point of risking it? for a small audience you know but at the same time if i shut it down they win you know because it's just as neutralized then so it's like what do you do but my advice at this point what it would be yeah keep that instagram keep it for promotions um and then migrate everybody off to another platform and not not you you could do you could do good on youtube by the way as long as you stay away from certain topics you could still have the general thrust of your account um is safe you couldn't go into certain topics on your poster, but the general gist of what you do, like the thing is what I've learned is, is to learn what's allowed on like TikTok. I've been on TikTok recently. Shit is way more banned than Instagram. I'm like, wow, you can't even talk about weed. And weed is getting more, more and more legal. I'm like, this is crazy. So me talking about drugs is, is coming to an end, not because I want to, but because the universe deems it through censorship. Like, you know, okay, I play by the rules, which God, puts into the minds of the deep state players, which is you can't talk about this, you can't talk about that. Like, for example, I could get on YouTube and talk about floating all I wanted, nothing would happen to me. But the minute I start talking about uh, human sex trafficking or heavy um, stuff that's anti uh, whatever the thing is. So if I'm talking pro-Russia, if I'm talking anti-COVID, I'm shut down. So you just learn what the algorithm allows and doesn't allow and you stay within those parameters. Every once in a while, They'll change. They'll they'll move the line. It's like, oh shit! I just got knocked for talking about DMT. I could talk about DMT six months ago. Now I got a content strike. So that's my advice: okay. is m migrate your people to another platform. The the last strike I got was from DMT memes, and that was when I was just like, this is just the worst crime against humanity to censor the hyperdimensional realms because if nobody knows about their true human potential, then there's no other greater crime than hiding that from somebody else. Okay, so that was it's like trying to hide you weren't even, you weren't even posting a picture of a drug zone. It was just a photo of Terrence McKenna talking. That's what I mean. You like, can't even talk about ideas. It's it's beyond yeah, it's, like pictures of drugs. It's it's like you it, mine have to be dumb cartoons and dumb ideas. Otherwise, if it's too smart about yeah, breaking the matrix, escaping samsara, it's banned. We've reached that point in spiritual warfare where um yeah, the demons are wanting to shut down the light as much as it's painful. Oh, no, all, I'm, now I am convicted because this person says my lifestyle is not in alignment with the truth. And that's painful to the demon. The demon wants to shut that down. So block, 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 uh, report, report, report. Right. The demon believes that Tara is real, but he's actually in nirvana. He just doesn't realize it because he's latching on to all of these false beliefs of what the world is when in fact 
nothing exists. So the demon is always trying to grab at air, trying to make it concrete when there's nothing there. Yeah. Well, you can't have light. Yeah, the, exact, the shadow can't exist without the light. So there you go. So for us to get that shadow under high noon, right under our feet. But at the same time, we got to be careful because then they be like, oh, there's no shadow at all. Nope. So <laughs> stay in line. Enjoy your uh, flat earth, and I'll enjoy hanging out on the round earth for the next time I see you. Well, I'm not necessarily saying it's flat. I'm saying I'm out to, I'm, I'm undecided. <laughs> I'm saying that I was trying to put it together. I'm like, okay, I do believe that the trillions of dollars is missing. I believe that is probably a provable fact. I can't quantify aliens. I can't prove secret space program, but I can say, okay, where does this money go? And I'm like, hmm, if Apollo's faked, and I believe that's true, but, and again, I'm leaving my narrative open of like, okay, we faked it because we're really got better technology than that. And it's secret and we can't show you, blah, blah, blah. I, I get that. So that's why I'm out to lunch on this one. I'm saying it may be a realm, right? A manifested mind realm where I've had this theory before where if enough of the collective believes it's round, it's, you know, it's a sphere. If enough of the collective believes it's flat, it's flat. I don't know what you think about that kind of a concept, but th these are the kind of larger concepts you get into when you start thinking about the nature of the, uh, the, the global mind, the, one, the, the higher mind of the oneness and us all connected to it. If there's a certain amount that believes a certain set of beliefs, like I used to think that maybe we had manifested dragons and we got so far from that collective belief that they had just became a fairy tale. Maybe that's what dinosaurs were, are. Maybe dinosaurs are giant's bones that have been repurposed. I mean, the, 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 it goes on and on and on as you raise your awareness and you start to see the potential possibilities for so-called conspiracy so that's why i'm i'm I, I will always be the eternal skeptic until i experience it with my own two eyes and then even if a demon in, or an angel or an alien appeared in front of me i'm, I'm still not going to believe it i'm still going to be skeptical of the angel or the demon or the alien or whatever the hell it is so that's just the nature of who i am which is i'm not going to believe you i believe nothing very nice so i don't believe in flat earth i don't believe in rounder i believe in let's go out far enough in supposed space where you can show me. But then if I told you, I saw my own two eyes, maybe you wouldn't believe it. It's experiential. So that's why I don't believe NASA. Uh, and that's why I don't necessarily believe flat earth either, because it just doesn't make sense when you look at the moon, like, okay, that, that fucker is round. You can't prove it's a sphere by looking at it because it doesn't move. You only see one side of it all the time. That's kind of weird. Right. But Hey, that's what they tell us is geosynchronous orbit. Got to believe the science. So yeah, man, I'm not uh, flat Earth. I just want to clear that up for the audience. I know, I know what you know, what I know. Cool, man. You but, show me uh, your world. Show you my world. Yeah, I'm always well. That's the thing. Like, I'm totally into the poster, and like, I still like. Even when I got into the poster, I was still like, uh, probably 75, 80 percent of the stuff. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'd probably say it's still about 90 percent. It's like questions you're never going to have the answer to. Honestly, some of these things. You got to be. Bad. You got to be content with not knowing. There's always stuff on the Great Awakening map that is changing and, and evolving, and that's the whole nature of it. Yeah. It's for everybody to uh, discover at the right time of their life when, uh, when the topics pertain to their life. To well, that's their the thing, too. It's like I'm, I've seen the moon now from uh, the moon possibility as probably six or seven different full-on plausible angles. Whereas most people, when they're first approaching this, it's the one and only angle, which was we went to the moon, 
1969. And we've only been, what, I don't know, six or seven times. And that's it. Okay, no big deal. Nothing there. Nothing there, just a rock. And there's nothing there, nothing to see. And forget about it. That's why we didn't go back. And then they approach this stuff and it's like, wow, okay. So that's okay. That's why I still see the the poster as a great tool because for somebody that hasn't seen any of these things, mm-hmm. it's like a huge awakening of like, whoa, I've been really lied to here. Like really, even if you can't definitively prove some of that stuff, you can also say that I haven't been definitively told the truth about some of these things. So yeah, it's a totally a, a great awakening in terms of a collective um, meme. You there? Oh cool, man, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything that we went through today was was an, an entire adventure, a new adventure with you every time. So thanks for. Oh yeah, I hope you. Me. I hope you enjoyed so, it as much as I did. Awesome. And next time, you know, maybe I'll ask you the questions or something like that. We'll, we'll switch it up. Yeah, anytime and, you uh, want, no holds barred. Cool, man. Thank you. All um, right, guys. The It's 5D Awakening, Champ Perina. Um, find them online, Instagram, the 5D Great Awakening. And you'll find more from there. Champ, always a pleasure. As always, you are enlightened. Thank you.